Hello and welcome to the Talking Shit Podcast. I'm Tyler Brown and once again, just on my own, uh, you know, getting lonelier and lonelier every day. No, we're going to get guests on. Um, obviously I have plans with Louis. Uh, who else? I have someone else. Someone else that I don't think I've ever talked about on the podcast. So there's no point talking about him here. But we'll get him on. Uh, so two planned guests. And I've been twaddling. Yes, that's a word. Twaddling with the idea of doing a, um episode of the podcast. Where I get uh, a couple of my mates, uh, you know, f- three of them. And do a big, big four-man episode. Uh, but, I've, you know... I'm used to doing pretty big men podcasts. You know, I did Eight Wheels Pair Legs. Or I'm doing Eight Wheels Pair Legs, and that's three men. Um, so I'm used to that. I, You know, I've noticed, and today's uh, topic that I want to talk about is YouTube. But if we're going to talk about podcasts for a second here, um, what I've noticed is I've done a lot of podcasting. Uh, I first got into it. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast a couple of uh, weeks ago. But I first got into podcasting in 2019, I think around January, and that was podcasting on YouTube, and I I didn't really like that, that wasn't for me, right? So I stopped that, and that was with a mate of mine, and we did that for about 10 months, and then along with that, I had a podcast, obviously Eight Wheels Per Legs podcast, which is still going on, and that just hit its one year anniversary, and, you know, shout out to Tom and Aiden. you know, if you're listening to this on its own and you've never heard of me and you never heard of them, they're just, you know, go check Eight Wheels Per Legs out. It's, it's really, it's completely different from what this podcast is. It's more jokey over there. It's probably less professional, even though this is probably as least professional as you can get. Um, but over there, uh, it's a bit mental. You know, I, I would probably say a bit childish at times. Um, it's probably for a younger audience, whereas this is probably, um, probably a more teenage kind of going into adulthood type podcast, uh, with swearing, shit, bollocks, knobhead, you know, all of that. Whereas that, you'd probably get a shit or one of them, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear the swearing that you'd hear on here. So go check that out. We hit our one year anniversary and working with Tom and Aiden on that podcast for the last year, um, it's been amazing. I mean, I wish we could have done you know, or could be doing more episodes, but you know, we missed we missed a lot of weeks. Um, so we only have about twenty, I believe we're on twenty or eighteen episodes up, um, because we have really missed a couple of weeks. But we've been doing it for a year now, and you know, you couldn't you couldn't work with better people. And also, another podcast I do is with Louis Gilbert. Um, who I've talked about multiple times. I've mentioned him already, and with three minutes into this podcast, he's already been mentioned on this podcast. Um, uh, we do a Star Wars podcast, so if you're a Star Wars fan, that's obviously that's your thing, isn't it? Um, and it's really fun. I, I, the reason I kind of got into podcasting is because I saw you know people like Joe Rogan do it, uh, True Geordie, a big big YouTube podcaster. Um, obviously, Rogan's going to Spotify now, but. Other than that, Rogan would have probably been the biggest YouTube, one of the biggest YouTube podcasters as well. Uh, Ricky Gervais, who's always getting a mention on here, um, did a did a fantastic podcast uh, years ago with Carl Pilkington and Stephen Merchant, uh, the Ricky Gervais show, and that that was 
that's probably the biggest influence on eight wheels per legs. And probably the biggest influence, I've said this on the podcast before, the biggest influence on this podcast will probably be um, the Monday Morning Podcast by Bill Burr. I'm a big Bill Burr fan. I don't know, I don't think we match in the same comedy, but it is a one-man podcast that he kind of does. So that was probably my biggest inspiration back then. Uh, And I only really found Bill Burr recently. And I think Bill kind of pushed me. Bill, one one man, one name terms now, first name terms, Bill. Bill pushed me to kind of do um, a one-man podcast because I was fiddling with the idea because I've done every other type of podcast you can kind of get, uh, I guess, except for YouTube podcasting because I really... I did that for 10 months. It didn't work out. I mean, you can find those podcasts. Um, I don't really want to give you the channel name because they are absolute shite. Uh, probably really offensive. Some of you who listen, I know you know, I know most of the people that listen to this podcast, not the biggest audience. Um, but some of you that have probably listened to this know what I'm talking about. And definitely the person who I did it with, uh, you know, Lawrence Chapman. Yeah, he's there. He's getting his first mention on the podcast, you know. Um, I worked with him, so he's probably listening to this, and he knows what the channel is. So if you want to go to Lawrence Chapman, if you can find him in person, hunt him down, or if you want to find his, I believe he's on Twitter, uh, he can show you the videos that I'm in um, on the YouTube channel. But really, they are, and I'm not meaning to be offensive to Lawrence, um, but they are not not good, and it's down to me uh, mostly because I was talking absolute shit, and I'm still talking shit to this day. Um, but I feel like it's it's reached a level of respectability. Yes, that's a word, respectability. Uh, and I've, I I just think it's it's more responsible. I think it's more adult. I mean, if I look on this in 10 years, I'll probably hate what I'm doing right now. But I do feel like it's more adult from anything that I've ever done. And even when I'm working on, um, you know, the the podcast with Louis uh, and the Eight Wheels Per Legs podcast, they feel a bit more free, a bit more loose. And this is a very free kind of form, I think. But the freedom of this is very different to the freedom of Eight Wheels, the freedom of... Uh, the Master and Apprentice podcast, you know, the freedom of this is, it's just me, that's all you're getting, you're getting me, you're probably getting me at my most real, you know, you're, you're sitting down with me, or whatever you're doing, you could be driving your car uh, on the bus, if anyone's on the bus during this period, uh, you know, doing anything, but you're getting me, uh, because you're, good, you're there for 35 minutes with me, and the real, you know, the realness has to come out, and obviously, we all put on a bit of a a bit of a face when doing anything that goes out to the public, because you kind of have to, don't you? Um, You know, I couldn't show my real personality. It'd be revealing too much, but you do get a lot of that personality. You're probably not getting all of me, but you're getting enough, I think. And uh, I think this is probably my most down-to-earth podcast. It's probably my most podcasty podcast. I'd say Master and Apprentice, while it's a Star Wars podcast, it kind of feels like a a radio show in a way. Um, It's pulling a lot of jokes, it's talking about Star Wars is a different thing, Eight Wheels is complete mental cases uh, I'd say it's more hospital radio Eight Wheels Per Legs than it is anything podcasting, and that's you know, that's the charm of it I guess, and I love doing that podcast so it's not offence but we're talking about YouTube and I want to talk about kind of channels that I love 
I think there's a lot of quality on YouTube. I think peak of YouTube, when I first really got into YouTube, would be 2016. Uh, I think there was some good channels. PewDiePie was obviously on there, and that's when I was a PewDiePie fan. We all know who PewDiePie is. If you don't know some of these people, I'll try and give you descriptions. Uh, you know, if you're an older gentleman or woman listening to this and you don't know who PewDiePie is, but he's probably the biggest YouTuber. Uh, and obviously he had that whole T-series war that's kind of fallen away now. It's all forgotten. And that's the problem with YouTube, I think. While there is some quality content, there's a lot of stuff that will probably be lost to time because it is such a upload it every week type thing, isn't it? It's a video a day. So your latest content won't get necessarily time to breathe. And I do think a lot of stuff gets forgotten. I have my own personal favourite videos, the, you know, the videos that I'll look back on. Um, I think KSI comes to mind uh, with that. I think KSI is definitely one of those YouTubers. And if you don't know who KSI is, he's a, a British YouTuber. He did the boxing fight with Logan Paul, all of that fun stuff. Um, also, a rapper did pretty well with his first album, uh, solo album. Uh, but yeah, KSI, probably old KSI, and I like new KSI, I like all this stuff he's doing now, but the old KSI from that kind of, I'd say 2012 to 2015, 16, that kind of, re I think 16 would probably really be the end of old KSI for me. Um, but really, I don't look at those, I know what is old KSI and not old KSI, you know, when looking at it, you can just... Even the thumbnails revealed a lot. Uh, the style of clothes he wears, uh, you know. So old KSI uh, will always um, be there. Old KSI will always stay as kind of a time capsule to go back into t 2012. And I think he, his videos are... I think they stick They stick into my... I think it's, they stick to mine because it's of his personality, basically. Out of anything, that's that's what... You think when KSI comes to mind his personality. Because he, he has it in in boatloads, really. Um, and I'm, I'm a big KSI fan. I wouldn't say KSI is a, an inspiration, but I think he's an influence. I think there's a difference um, between inspiration and influence. Uh, I think he's an influence on some of the stuff I've done. You know, sketches and the like. You know, the idea of... Being able to do on, you know, on the Instagram, if you're following it or, you know, <laughs> if you're not following the Instagram, I've mentioned it so many times, you're probably just thinking, Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, the Instagram, I write the reviews and do the sketches with the party animal. Well, I actually don't think, did I ever mention the party animal on the podcast? No, I haven't. I've never mentioned the party animal on this podcast. I think I just mentioned the reviews. I do a character called the party animal. Um... And if you're watching, if you're listening to this in ten years, I don't know if those videos are going to stay up because there's some of the shit I talk, and it is a character, so you can kind of get away with some of the stuff you do. But some of the stuff that goes down in those party animal videos, and I don't want to spoil them for you because I think they are really good, and I kind, I made them, didn't I? So that's it's a lot of bias behind it, but I do think they're good. I really do think the party animal stuff is, is good. I think it's fun to do as well. So that kind of stuff, I think KSI, the sketches kind of are an influence from KSI. Um, but I think it's just how he could go from 
doing football commentary, which I'm not a football fan, so that wasn't the most entertaining. But the reason why I could still watch those football videos is because he had the personality, he had the comedy, right? And I think that's the greatness of KSI. He can have a football commentary, but it's very similar to, you know, a Q&A Sunday because the personality is still there in the, you know, the commentary. There's still a comedy, uh, you know, just weird shit, especially from the K- the old KSI days. There's weird shit uh, in there. So, you know, it all felt the same. And I think that's why KSI can flow so well from football, you know, doing commentary on a football video, a FIFA video, uh, into doing sketches, into uh, boxing, rapping. You know what I mean? I, it's kind of the same thing. And I think the rapping and the boxing is very professional. And we're not seeing the same KSI, but that's fine. I think he's the best YouTuber, and I'm going to say this, he's the best YouTuber when it comes to evolution of personality and growing up. And I think we've seen, I don't think we've seen real KSI. I don't think that's the real KSI. I think there's much more of a vulnerable side there. But the thing with KSI is, is he keeps a character up, I think, a lot, but that's fine. But we've grown with the character, but we've also seen a personal transformation. When did he start? When he was like 18, 16, probably younger, you know? And now he's, what, 20-something? Um, 27 or something? Um, so that's, that's, you know, almost 10 years of KSI just watching him grow as a person, as a creator, um, as a personality. And look where he is now. From doing commentary in your bedroom, a Q&A Sunday where there's multiple chicken jokes, KFC jokes, you know, and then into doing interviews with some of the biggest things in television here in Britain. You know, he's been, he's been on multiple... Uh, kind of morning shows, chat shows of the like, that kind of are big here in Britain. Um, what comes to mind? Good Morning Britain, if you know that. That's a morning show. Well, that's a morning show. Morning news show here in Britain for the other viewers in other countries. Um, has Piers Morgan. So if you... I think Americans will probably know Piers Morgan from his talk show days that he did a short talk show run on CNN uh, years ago now. So, yeah, shows like that, he's, he's everywhere, KSI now. Uh, from a rapping standpoint, he's everywhere. From a boxing standpoint, he's everywhere. Um, his content, you know, doesn't necessarily get a mention, but it's there with him, isn't it? It'll always be there with him. Um, so there's an evolution, isn't there? There's an evolution from that, and we saw that, and I think that's the brilliance of KSI, the ability to kind of fluidly change between uh, anything. I think KSI could actually do anything if he wanted to. I think that's the brilliance of KSI. And I'm bigging them up here. I think KSI is one of my top YouTubers, if not the top. Not necessarily in subscriber count, of course. You know, PewDiePie rules that. And I don't mind PewDiePie, but I'm not necessarily a PewDiePie fan. PewDiePie rules the subscriber count. Um, but, you know, KSI from quality of content, even from his second channel. If his second channel's basically become his main channel, 
And I mean, that is literally him sitting down at his computer and talking to us. Uh, not much thought put into it. It's, you know, it's either a Reddit video or uh, one question go or any of the other things he does on basically a weekly basis, multiple of the same videos. But the reason it works is because the personalities there. He has done a fa- like hundreds, I'm sure, uh, well, not hundreds, obviously, but lots of one question goes in the one year he's been doing them. He's done loads, but they're still good. I don't even think he's doing them anymore. I think they got thrown away one question to goes. Okay, Reddit. He's always doing Reddit. So his Reddit videos, you know, he's been doing them for on a constant basis for a year. And every one of them is are good because it's his personality. That's what makes them good, not necessarily the actual thing. I mean, reading the Reddit is funny and some of the stuff on there is, you know, brilliant. But him, KSI himself, is what puts the, uh, you know, injecting that personality. Um, and I think that's what makes him the top member of the Sidemen. You know, the group he's in. I always have to explain this for other viewers or listeners. The, the group he's in, um, Sidemen, you know, he's definitely the top. I mean, there's no dispute in that. KSI, is he necessarily the leader of Sidemen? Maybe not. Um, but he's definitely the top member. Um, and also, the reason he's so successful probably over the other Sidemen, and I like the other Sidemen, not all of them. Vic. No offence to Vic Star. Um, I just don't really like his content on his channel. But I like, I like him as a person, but I think his content is stale. But that's the thing. KSI could do the same content, but it... Well, everything comes stale at some point. But it wouldn't become stale for a very long time, because the personality's there. Whereas you watch Vic, and it's like, oh, God. <laughs> that sounds really insulting, and I like Vic, kind of. Um, but yeah... And that's why he's the top member of the Sidemen. And the Sidemen are doing good as a collective group. Uh, you know, one of the bigger groups on uh, YouTube. Um, if not the biggest, definitely the, one of the biggest British groups on YouTube. And that's very much down to KSI, but also Harry. Um, and all of that. But I all think they play their own kind of role to make a very good group and very good content as well. Um, but also the reason Sidemen content can thrive is because it can't be left behind, can it? It really couldn't get, get left behind because it is on a Sunday once a week, you know. It's every Sunday. You get one video a week of Sidemen, and there's more Sidemen, but more Sidemen is the second channel with a lack of care put into it, which is... But a lack of... A lack of care, but not necessarily bad content, just a lack of care. So, but once a week, and that's why Sidemen thrive. Yes, I thrives from his personality, and the other Sidemen all bring their own thing. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Toby from the Sidemen, or Tobe Jizzle, which I think is a stupid name, but there you go. Um, big fan of him, because he's human. I don't think he necessarily lets us into his personality, but out of everyone in the side men, I would have to say Toby's the most human. And I think there's, a, you know, Harry is pretty down to earth. Uh, Josh is down to earth. Vic is down to earth. 
Um, but Toby's the most down to earth, and that's there's a likability with Toby because you know it's him, you know it's that's what we're getting. And obviously, once again, there's putting up a face, isn't there? We all put up a face, but that's somewhat Toby. That's at least his personality, and I definitely think uh, Toby or Toby as well has been coming through a lot, especially in these later, you know, these latest videos from Sidemen. But we've talked about KSI, we've talked about Sidemen. Um, and I'll have to move on more through the British scene. True Geordie, straight away, comes to mind because True Geordie is still doing, he's top as well. For me, he's a top, top brass. From a podcast point of view, he's he's very good. Um, very, very good. Uh, is he a Rogan? No. Um, I wouldn't say his podcasts would match up with Rogan, but I like him probably more than Rogan because through all the gold chains and tattoos and fucking burly big Brian's, there's still that kind of down-to-earth aspect. And I don't think it's a Toby down-to-earth aspect that we get from True Geordie, but it, it's more down-to-earth than Rogan. See? I think Rogan's a strong podcaster. I think Rogan's the best podcaster. I don't think anyone uh, could match Rogan from a numbers standpoint, from the deals he's getting, you know, the 100 million deal, um, or, you know, from any aspect of podcasting. But if we're talking of that relatability and that kind of vulnerability, but also entertainment, True Jordy is top. He's the top YouTube podcaster, definitely. If he's sticking to, you know, if he's sticking to YouTube, and obviously Rogan's on YouTube, but I think Rogan breaks off into more um, other platforms for podcasting. Uh, and I know True Geordie's got all his, you know, you can find his audio formed stuff, but True Geordie's top, top uh, YouTube uh, podcaster. And fair enough, fair enough. I think he's really, he's grafted for that. He's grafted for that. That's what. And I think the stuff, you know, the success, and there has been a, a lot of success, uh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to see from True Jordy Bryan. Um, and his co-host, Lawrence. I like Lawrence. And this is not my Lawrence from earlier. Uh, Lawrence McKenna. I like Lawrence. I think he's a twat, kind of. But I like that. <laughs> he's twatty, he's twatty, um, he's sarcastic, but I like that, I think he's very funny, um, and he gets a lot, he gets a bit of hate, he gets a bit of hate, I don't think he gets um, a lot of hate, Lawrence, or at least not as much hate as he got before, he gets a bit of hate, um, but people have leaned off him now because he, he had a child, didn't he, uh, but I like Lawrence, I think the, the two are definitely the best YouTube duo. The best YouTube duo. Um, but I think, yeah, True Geordie's content is a, a whole different thing where it can't, and it can't really get forgotten because it's podcasts, it's people. And those are the type, like, that's people podcasting it is. And that's why I love podcasting because it's human. It's connection. I've said this all in the um, Opinions, Pros and Cons podcast, but podcasting, um, music, 
uh, you know, all of that. It's human. And I think that's the brilliance. Something can only really... I think the most successful things um, on the planet come from just relatability and, you know, being humble. Look at Conor McGregor, who's really not that relatable anymore. But the reason we love Conor McGregor, or we loved Conor McGregor in UFC, is because those early years where he would fight anyone, you know, short term, on a short uh, notice, or but he would fight anyone. He would. And he felt like the people's champion. You know, he felt like the people's champion. And obviously when he won... Uh, that fight against Aldo in 13 seconds for the featherweight championship, then we kind of lost that human side. But that's that celebrate when he beat Mendez the fight before the Aldo one, and he held up the interim featherweight championship, and he was crying, and his family were there, and his girlfriend was there, and he was injured. You know, he went in there, he went into that fight injured, which many people forget, and he won it. Uh, and he, that was a war. I think Mendez really, you know, challenged. Uh, McGregor, um, you know, out of all the McGregor fights, uh, probably getting the most challenged. You know, Khabib is probably number one, then Diaz, then Mendez, because he he pushed McGregor to to a state that we didn't see him at uh, before that point. Um, McGregor was pushed in the Holloway fight, which many people forget. Happened the Holloway fight. He faced Max Holloway um, early in both men's careers, uh, and he was not necessarily pushed, but he was. He went, you know, multiple rounds with uh, Holloway, so that's also on the list. But McGregor was so good because, and so popular because he was human. And then he got a bit mental, and he got very fame, and he wore suits. I mean, he was wearing suits, the elder stuff, but he he went a bit mental with the money. Um, but people still loved him because he was an, uh, an over-the-top personality who talked a lot of shit, and I mean talked a lot of shit, but backed it up every time he went into the octagon. And that's why we loved Connor. And I think the best YouTubers are the ones that can... Not necessarily underdogs, but uh, human, relatable. Uh, you could see yourself going for a drink with them. I could see myself having a drink with you, Jordy. You know, it's that's relatability right there. Um, and it doesn't seem corporate. I hate YouTubers that seem kind of corporate and owned. You know, PewDiePie is the biggest YouTuber. But he's still, even though I'm not the biggest fan of his content, because I think it, it's just not for me. It's ridiculous, his content. I think it's, he annoys me a bit, PewDiePie. But... The reason he's so popular is because he can still be at the top, but he doesn't feel brought off. It, it doesn't feel like he's been put into that corporate role, the face of YouTube. Um, you know, look at him. He's in every YouTube Rewind. And I hate YouTube Rewind. I think it's annoying. I think it's it's become less about the YouTuber and more about the kind of political standpoint of the world and how YouTube has helped the world. Everything has become, uh, politis- uh, you know, all about politics and all about, you know, Me Too and, you know, all of that. It's all trends. And that's fine. I'm behind many trends. But when you act like you're 
you know, the YouTube community were the biggest driving force behind certain trends. That's insane. That is gloating. I mean, if if another channel on YouTube made YouTube Rewind and it wasn't YouTube making their own shit and, you know, patting themselves on the back and saying, oh, well done for the stuff YouTube's done today. It's like multiple personalities. It's like you come home from work and you go, well, that was good. I, you know, well done to me. I better get a big dinner in tonight. No, you can't. YouTube Rewind has become less about quality content and celebrating content that was good this year. Um, celebrating YouTube trends and more about world trends. And it's just, what is it? And that's the hate behind it. You know, every and YouTube is kind of taken over by corporate shelves. Like, you know, the celebrities, Will Smith's got a fucking YouTube channel. And I, I like Will Smith. I think he's a, he looks nice at least. I don't know if he's, you know, every celebrities are a bit mental. Because uh, they try and act all, you know, oh, I felt sorry for those people. Oh, oh, you know, I gave my money to charity. Did you? It's all, give your money to charity because it's the good thing. Uh, yeah, and it's talking down to the people. It is really, it's, it feel like YouTube really wants to become like we're celebrating, uh, we're celebrating their own success and they act like they're talking to children. Um, it's weird, it's weird, and that's why YouTube Rewind is probably the worst thing to ever happen. <laughs> Every year, it's just the worst. Uh, this year, or 2019, uh, wasn't that bad. It wasn't, it was more of a top ten list than anything. Uh, it was weird, because it was such a change, but I think hopefully it's a reset, and now it's going to become a less... Uh, less trendy and oh we helped the world this year I hate the term uh, we all stayed connected I I said it the other week on the podcast you know the internet is good because of the connection but when you get companies like YouTube saying YouTube connected the world this year it does make you sick Um, you know keep YouTube being one if it's basically dead in the water. There's no point doing it every year. I think it, most of the good YouTubers are sick of it. Um, the rest of the YouTubers are just in it uh, to get a paycheck or to keep their brand alive, which I think YouTube Rewind kills your brand more than anything, but, you know, get anything you can get on the telly or anything you can get on the internet. But that's the problem with celebrities. Uh, with any... C- big face in, in the world. It's all, it, we all feel like we're getting hand-fed information fed to you by the celebrity saying, do the right thing. Uh, because I did the right thing. I gave 10,000 to charity. Ain't I such a good person? If you just gave 10,000 to charity and you didn't make a big speech at the Oscars about how you gave 10,000 to charity... That would be fine. But you go on a world stage and said, I gave 10,000 to charity. I'm such a good person. I hate fakeness. I hate lies. And there's always going to be a liar. There's always going to be dickheads. Uh, There's always going to be hand-fed information by gloating celebrities who think they're better than you uh, because they gave 10,000 to water aid. Uh, But really, they're not. Because what are they doing for the world in the end? What are they doing for the world? Nothing. 
you know, it's all big talk from celebrities. But there you go. There's my rant. Um, but YouTube, I think YouTube, uh, maybe not, it's probably not at its peak. And I think 2016 was one of its big peaks. It might not be at its necessarily peak, but I think there's more quality. I don't think YouTube is, um, I don't think YouTube is mainstream for YouTube. You know, you don't get as much news about YouTube uh, in big newspapers or, or on the TV. But you do get news from K- like channels like KSI. Um, but it's not necessarily for what they did on YouTube. It's because they went on a boxing fight. Uh, or they, you know, got their album high up. And that's fine. I think YouTube is getting a bit left behind because people are finding new avenues of getting themselves out there. And fair enough. Brilliant. Um, But I'm glad, while YouTube may not be um, at the top, at its absolute peak, and trust me, it's still popular. I'm not saying YouTube is dying. Um, While it it might not be at its peak, I think there's more quality content than ever. Uh, And it's definitely a shining light in the absolute shit that 2020's been. I think it's a a very big shining light. Uh, You know, it's gotten... I think it's gotten... Maybe this year, you know, if they wanted to do YouTube every round, we got the world through the pandemic. Did ya? It was the the content creators that got us through a pandemic. And they didn't really get us through a pandemic. We should be thanking, you know, the researchers, the frontline workers and all that. Um... We should be thanking the content creators because I think there's a lot of good, there's a lot of weird content during uh, coronavirus because obviously there's less, you can't walk up to someone and, you know, do a full on standing next to this person video. Uh, It's more of the internet. I think there's more, you know, discord group calls on YouTube content, but I still think there's quality creators trying to do their best, uh, making the best content they can. Uh, for us, and I think YouTube is at its peak for quality control. Um, and the final thing I want to address is my foray into probably never going on YouTube. Um, I've been asked a lot of times, would I ever go onto YouTube? And I just don't see it happening, and I'll tell you why. Because YouTube is good for... Comment and I I didn't have a good good experience with YouTube the first time around. It wasn't you know the platform was fine, but I wasn't making good content that I could be proud of in ten years. And this might not be good content in ten years, but I wasn't proud of the stuff I did on YouTube. Will I ever go on YouTube again to do something? Probably not. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind being a part of you know my friends' YouTube channels. Uh, you know, I've been offered to go on Tom's YouTube channel, um, which I forget the name of because he keeps bloody changing it. Um, but yeah, I would probably only do stuff with my mates for one video at a time. I don't think I'll ever start my own channel. I don't think I'll ever do a video podcast, but I'm saying this in 2020. And if in 2023, I'm currently doing a video podcast on how to get fit for summer, um, please shoot me. And I bet now someone's going to find this. If, if this podcast is still alive, they'll find this episode, and they'll say, "Oh, he said he'd never do. A, he said he'd never do a video podcast. What a sellout!" 
Uh, yes, I don't see a YouTube future for me. I'll stick it to Instagram. And Instagram's probably not the best place to get successful, but I find it something new. I find it intriguing. So go on Instagram and find uh, content there. Um, this podcast was better, I think, than the last two uh, I did. I wasn't proud of last week's because of the background noise, and I didn't get enough time to talk about the Smiths. Fantastic band. Uh, the week before, uh, I just I wasn't a big fan. If you like those two podcasts... Um, good. Brilliant. Endorsed them. But I didn't like the last two podcasts. Uh, this one seemed a bit better, if a bit rambly. But thank you very much. See you next, probably Monday. But normally I get lazy and will release it on a Tuesday. But this is going out on a Monday. So see you next Monday.